This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want us to take our copy of God's Word. We're going to stand. Can we do that? Taking your copy of God's Word. You're going to stand at your feet. And I want to call your attention to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23. Look what it says. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there's no law. No law against those things. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and relationships. The Holy Spirit and relationships. There was a young man who got him a job. It was his first day at a grocery store, and he was so excited about the first day of work. And a lady comes in, and she says, I want to purchase something. He said, what do you want to get? She said, I want to get half a head of lettuce. <laughs> I want to get half a head of lettuce. And he said, ma'am, we, we, just, we just don't sell half a head of lettuce. We just sell the entire head. We don't sell half a head. She said, well, I want to get half a head of lettuce. She said, uh, he says, okay, let me go back and see my manager. And he goes back and sees the manager, and he says, boss, there is this crazy lady, believe it or not, there is this crazy lady up front, and she wants half a head of lettuce. And he turns around, <laughs> and there stands that lady. And then he says, and boss, this nice lady here wants the other half. <laughs> His boss said, my, you're, you're, you're quick on your feet, son. Where are you from? He said, Toronto, Canada, the home of beautiful hockey players and ugly women. <laughs> and that boss said, my wife is from Toronto, Canada. He said, which team did she play for? Amen. <laughs> the richest American ever to live is a man by the name of John D. Rockefeller. He was the first millionaire. He was the first billionaire. He was the richest American ever to live. Lived to be 98 years of age, by the way. Was dying when he was 53 and started giving. <laughs> and as he started giving, he noticed his health started to get better. But John D. Rockefeller said these words. He said, I'll pay more for a person's ability to deal with people than any other ability. I'll pay more for that person who knows how to deal with people more than any other ability. Because see, folks, you've gotta, we've got to learn something. You're not in the banking business. <laughs> You're not in the car business. You're not in the medical business. You're not in the academic business. You're in the people business. Because at the end of the day, everything boils down to relationships. I promise you, you're in this room because of relationships. And everything boils down to relationships. Now I'm preaching about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is applicable to every part of our lives, to every part of our lives. 
So, well, Pastor, why did God, you've been preaching eight or nine weeks, why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why, why does God want me to have the Holy Spirit? Why does God want you to have the Holy Spirit? He said he was going to give it. Jesus said it's more necessary that the invisible Holy Spirit be here than the visible Jesus. You say, why would that be, Pastor? Well, when Jesus was here, if he was in Bethlehem, he was in Bethlehem. He wasn't five miles away in Jerusalem. But through the Holy Spirit, he could be everywhere. But why did he give us the Holy Spirit? Well, look what the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8. Look what it says. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is come upon you. What did he say? He said, let me tell you something. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you got power. You got power in your life. You say, well, why did he give me that power? I need to know. Oh, he tells us. <laughs> so you can be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Notice, folks, it says part. <laughs> part. That even includes Milner, Georgia. Amen? He said, listen, I gave you the Holy Spirit so you can be witnesses wherever you are. Wherever you are through your life and through your lips, I want you to be a witness. Now, wait, not a prosecuting attorney. I just want you to be a witness. I just want you to share what God has done in your life. You don't have to know Greek and Hebrew to be a witness. You don't have to know the Bible cover to cover to be a witness. All you have to know is what the Lord has done for you. Now, in Acts 4 and 8, the Bible says this. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, let me explain Peter. He's the guy that denied the Lord three times. He's the guy when that young girl asked him, do you know him? He said, don't know him. He was as weak, a Caesar milk toast, a backbone like a noodle. That was Peter. But something happened. The Holy Spirit came upon him. The Holy Spirit came inside him. And look what the Scripture says. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled and they took knowledge of them because they had been with Jesus. Let me tell you something. They saw something in Peter and John that they didn't see before. And the reason why they saw it was the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It's the Holy Spirit in our lives that people can see. See, listen to me. As Christians, as Christians, we're supposed to make people hungry for God. As Christians, we're supposed to make people hungry for God. But most Christians make people want to throw up. 
because we're so judgmental, we're telling them everything they're doing wrong, we're telling them what they ought to be doing, when we ought to just be showing what Jesus Christ has done in our lives, and it will make them hungry for what we have. The Bible says we're to be salt and light, and salt will make you thirsty. And our lives should make people thirsty. Here's what I want you to see. The Bible says in Galatians 5 and 16, walk in the Spirit. What what does that mean, Pastor Benny, when it says walk in the Spirit? Here's what it means. It means moment by moment being sensitive to his promptings. What it means is when something says to you, you ought to call them. That means you ought to call them. When something says to you, you ought to go see that person. That's the Holy Spirit. When something says to you before you say it, you shouldn't say that. That's the Holy Spirit. When something says to you, I feel like I should buy that for them, that's the Holy Spirit. When something says to you, that person in front of you at the convenience store, why don't you buy their what they're getting? When you're in that restaurant and something says to you, why don't you buy their meal? We're never any more like Jesus than when we're giving. Now, look, you, 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 you walk in the Spirit. That's just, this is not deep, folks. This is not deep stuff. It's just living your life saying, I want to be sensitive to what God wants me to do. You walk in the Spirit, and look, verse 18 talks about being led by the Spirit. And when you do that, verses 22 and 23 says, you'll have something in your life. You'll have love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Here's what I want you to see. I I never was real good in school. I I never was a good student. I never, I mean, I wasn't a good student. (laughs) I was a part of that bottom half that made the top half possible. Amen. (laughs) But notice it's not plural. It's singular. But the fruit there's nine listed. It doesn't, it doesn't take a math major to realize there's nine listed. But here's the message. All of it's connected to one source, the Holy Spirit. So we don't seek the fruits. We seek the one source, the Holy Spirit. And when you seek the one source, you get the nine attributes. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. How can we have this in our lives? (laughs) And what can we have in our lives? Well, the first thing I want you to see is a countenance that is obvious. A countenance that is obvious. A mother and daughter were walking into Dillard's one day, and that mother said to the daughter once they got in the store, did you see that dirty look the salesman gave me as we entered the store? (laughs) She said, oh, Mom, he didn't give you that dirty look. You had it before you came in. But see, when we have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we'll have a countenance that's obvious. Yes, look what he says in Proverbs 15 and 13. A merry heart 
maketh for a cheerful countenance. I'm telling you, folks, when, when we have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we can smile. We can smile. I preach somewhere a lot, and I tell churches, your church would grow. I tell pastors, your church would grow by 10% if you just teach your people how to smile. Folks, it takes 13 muscles to frown, only 13 to smile. Some of you are killing your face. You say, well, Brother Benny, I don't have any teeth. Well, just gum me to death. Amen? Look here. A, a, a countenance that is obvious. You have a countenance that's obvious because you have something in your life. What do you have in your life? You have love. But the fruit of the Spirit is, is love. And the word there is agape. It's talking about unconditional love. You just, you just love people. Now, let me tell you something. Anybody can love somebody when they love you. But how do you love people when it's hard to love them? Well, there's some people who give an aspirin a headache. <laughs> how, how, how do you love people, Pastor Benny? How, 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 how do you do it? I'll tell you how you do it. It's not in you, by the way. You can't do it in your own strength. Look what the Bible says in Romans 5 and 5. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I'm seeking love. No, no. You just seek the Holy Spirit. And when you seek the Holy Spirit, you'll have love in your heart. When you seek a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit, he'll put love in your heart that you didn't have for people before. And by the way, folks, two people can't be right with God and wrong with each other. Two people can't be right with God and wrong with each other. And when the Holy Spirit's in our heart, we love people. We love people no matter what color they are. We love people. No matter where they're from, no matter what color they are, because God puts that love in our hearts. Nobody's superior to anybody else. Love. And then look what he said. Joy. Joy. What is joy? Well, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is external. But joy is internal. See, happiness is determined by what happens. Yeah. See, see, I can be happy, happy, happy today. Let me tell you why I can be happy today. <laughs> Because the Tennessee Vols won last night. But look, most Saturdays I'm not going to be happy. Because happiness has to do with what happens. See, happiness depends on what happens to us. Joy depends on who lives within us. Happiness depends on a chance. But joy depends upon a choice. I have joy when I choose to be a grateful person and not a grumbling person. I have joy when I choose to be satisfied and not sour. I have joy when I choose to be a window person and not a mirror person. Let me, let, let, let me, let me give you a verse, folks, that's so good. Look what Proverbs 15 and 13 says. A man or woman has joy 
by the answer of their mouth. It's not what somebody else says. It's what you say. And some of you need to quit listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. You say, Pastor, where did you get that? Right out of the Bible. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. You need to tell yourself the right things. And these are the right things. You have a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. You have a God who said, when you call unto me, I'm going to answer thee. You have a God who said, I'm going to meet every need in your life, physical, emotional, mental. I'm going to meet every need in your life. You say, well, Pastor Benny, I don't have it right now. It's because you don't need it right now. And when you need it, you'll have it. You have a God who said, I'm going to work everything in your life for good. I'm going to take the bad things, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to use it for good. You say, but preacher, I'm so tired, I'm so weary. I'll tell you why. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You need to quit listening to yourself, and you need to start talking to yourself. Amen? Love, joy, look, peace. You know what God said? God said this. God said that in this world, you're going to go through difficult times. There's people that are going to betray you. There's people that are going to walk out of your life. There's people that are going to be disloyal to you that you never thought would be disloyal to you. There's people going to say things to you that's going to devastate you. You're going to go through hardships. I promise you. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says right in the midst of that, Philippians 4 and 7, that God will give you a peace that nobody can explain. That God will give you a peace that you can't explain. That God will give you a peace that the world can't explain. Because the world didn't give it to you and the world can't take it away. It's a peace that comes from God. See, I want you to see, folks, when, when, when we're walking in the Spirit... We'll have a countenance that is obvious, but I want you to see something else. We'll have a conduct that is orderly. Not only will our countenance be right, but I want you to know our conduct will be right. What, what are the fruit? What's the fruit that we will have? Well, first of all, it says we'll be long-suffering. What, what does long-suffering actually mean? It means far from anger. Far from anger. One lady said, my husband is so temperamental. And the other lady said, what do you mean? <laughs> she said, 90% temper and 10% mental. He's temperamental. <laughs> far from anger. It's not within ourselves to be far from anger. Why does God want us to be far from anger? Because when we get angry, we say things that we shouldn't say. And Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life's in the power of the tongue. 
and we need the Holy Spirit, so we'll be far from anger. I need the Holy Spirit, so I'll be far from anger. Something I've battled, something I've struggled with all my life. When I was a boy, I'd lose my temper, and my mother would help me find it. Long-suffering, but then kindness. Not only will we be long-suffering, but we'll be kind. You say, Pastor Benny, I wish you'd teach eight weeks on marriage. Hey, hey, I'll give you a week today. If we'll just be kind one to another. If we'll just be kind. But let me tell you what, the biggest battle for kindness is busyness. Many times we're so busy we can't be kind. Everything's on the run. We're hurrying here. You know what's amazing to me? Jesus was never in a hurry. Jesus was never in a hurry. And some of you are shaking Mickey Mouse (laughs) while I preach, worrying about somebody beating you to the restaurant. I don't even know if that's kind. (laughs) But not only kindness, goodness. What is goodness? It's just being good. It's just, he's a good man. He's a good woman. She's a good woman. Kindness. Let me tell you something. A countenance, a countenance that is obvious, a conduct that is orderly. But I want you to see, lastly, a character that is obedient. A character that is obedient. He gives three more qualities. First, faithful. Faithful. Revelation 10 and 2 and 10 says, be thou faithful. What's an attribute of walking in the Spirit? You're just faithful. You're just faithful. Let me tell you something. If you'll do what you can with what you have, where you are, God won't leave you where you are, and he'll increase what you have. I'm telling you, just be faithful in every aspect of your life. Just be faithful. Just stick in there. Just be honest. Just be truthful. Just be faithful. The last church I pastored, I left there actually for health reasons. The deacons got sick of me. But there was a man in the church that I met with every week. He owned Nunley Poultry. His name was C.W. Nunley. And he worked with a lot of people, and his daughters would work with him. And his daughters said to their mother, Mom, you better watch those ladies that Dad's working with. You better watch them. She said, I'm not worried. They said, oh, Mom. You don't know those ladies. She said, I know, but I know your daddy. And let me tell you something. You said, Pastor Benny, I want to be faithful in every aspect of my life. This is all I'm going to say. You need the Holy Spirit. Because it's not within you to be that. We need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Faithful 
But look, meekness, what is meekness? Is that weak? No, no, it's power under control. And temperance, our self-control. Self-control. That's, that's when you can restrain yourself from passions. You can restrain yourself from vices. You can restrain yourself from lust. You can restrain yourself from your appetite. How do we do it? Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now get this down. You said, Pastor, I want love, joy, peace. I, I want all this. My wife and I need this in our marriage. I want it, Pastor. How do I get it? John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. How do you get it? It's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. But notice what it says. He that abideth. What does abideth mean? It means to continue. It means to continue. To continue. You know, Barbara got back last yesterday from going to Florida to see our daughter. She said, Minnie, I brought something back. I said, what'd you bring back? She said, I brought oranges back. And I started eating those oranges. And I said, Barbara, they're so good because they're, they're good and ripe. You know when fruit's good? When it's ripe. You know when fruit's good in your life? When it's ripe. When it's ripe. And it gets, it ripens as we seek Jesus and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We're just, what, whatever you squeeze comes out, amen? Whatever you squeeze comes out. And, and when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, love, joy, and peace comes out. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, it comes out. I love what R.T. Kendall said. He said, more of the Holy Spirit does not make you more saved, but more of the Holy Spirit will give you a taste of heaven below and a blissful life on your way to heaven. We don't seek the fruit. We seek the Holy Spirit. We seek more of him. And we experience more of him by giving him more of us. We experience more of him by giving him more of us. I've done last week. There's a pastor in the service, and he said, Brother Benny, here's my book. His name was Jeff Dawes, The Perfect Prayer. Jeff said in that book, he had a man in his church named Tim. And Tim struggled with alcohol. He was an alcoholic. And we all have our struggles, folks. But I want to go on record. You'll never convince me that the power of any struggle in your life 
you can't overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll never convince me of that. Because 1 John 4 and 4 says, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And the Bible says in Romans 8 and 37, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And the Bible says in Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Tim struggled. And he said one day he went out on the job site and he said, I'd messed up. I'd do good for a little while, mess up, do good for a little while, mess up. And he said, one day I was running a bulldozer. And he said, a white truck came by. And he said, I saw that white truck and it said, county inspector. And he said, oh my goodness. We don't have permits on this job. It's not posted. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm probably going to lose my job. And he said, that truck kept coming by. County inspector, county inspector. And he said, finally, the truck just stopped. Just stopped. The man got out. He said, my heart sank. He said, I thought, my God, I need a drink. My heart sank. And that man said, you're who I'm looking for. You're who I'm looking for. He said, what do you mean, sir? He said, well, the Holy Spirit told me to come to this job site that there was a man struggling with alcohol. And the Holy Spirit told me to invite that man to church. And the Holy Spirit told me to pray for that man. And the Holy Spirit told me to be an accountability partner to that man. You say, Pastor Benny, what happened? That was 15 years ago. Tim's now a leader in his church, living totally sold out for God. You say, well, Pastor, thank God for Tim. Yes. But thank God for that man that was walking in the Spirit. Thank God for that man that was walking in the Spirit, depending on the Holy Spirit. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we make a difference in people's lives when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we have love, joy, peace. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then see, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin, and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. 
Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.